Um, welcome to the podcast today, everyone. I have the fabulous Fran, who I've actually been trying to get on the podcast for a while, and we've just had to keep pushing things back because of tech issues and all sorts of things. So I'm really, really excited that we are finally now doing this. Um, Fran, welcome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so what I do is I... Um, I don't really want to say like client experience expert because that sounds a bit like not my vibe but I basically help um, independent businesses with their client experience um, mainly service-based businesses but they just probably apply across all types of small business really so that's everything from like the initial stage of um, onboarding or the welcome then right through the delivery of the service and then the aftercare stage of like asking for feedback all that kind of thing and I suppose my approach is like a little bit different because I uh, I use a story approach which is the beginning middle and end because I feel like that's especially if you're not used to talking about client experience or you you've heard of it before and you're perhaps not sure what it is like I think the misconception maybe is that it's a bit corporate and then you're like oh this I, I think the, by splitting it down into beginning middle and it kind of softens all that and you can actually see oh this is the journey that you you go through with your client and this is the kind of things that we need to be looking at at each stage um so that's what I should do that's what I do and I should say that my business is called and so the journey begins I love that um I, I think this is so important and it's funny because I was just talking to a different a client about this on a call this morning mm. um, and I think the customer journey and the onboarding process and all of the kind of systems and stuff are one of those things that kind of gets neglected a little bit especially mm -hmm. at the start of a business because it's like and I get this right you're you're starting a business and you're like I need some clients I need to get some money yeah. through the door I, you know those are the important things to get the ball rolling and then mm -hmm. it seems to be that a little bit further down the line people are like oh hang on a minute I need to go and up level some of these bits um so yeah. can you give us an example of like why this is important to maybe to the people who are listening thinking I don't care about this I just want to make sales why is this important and why does it link to sales as well well, first of all, I've 100% been in those shoes, like when I first started my business. So I should say that I started as a VA and I've completely pivoted my business into um, client experience because that's where all my experience comes from. Um, but I was in the same position. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was like, I just need <laughs> that first client and then we'll figure it all out. So, um, yeah, I would say that the reason why it's so important is because um, when you're considering client experience it's not just about oh we're going through this process of send them x send them y like this is what they're going to get at each stage when i go through it with um, a client it's it's thinking about the feeling what you want to create for them and that's what's going to make it memorable for them and then by making an experience memorable for all the right reasons that's when somebody's going to actually come back to you so you don't have to put all the legwork in to be attracting new clients you'll be retaining the clients that you've already been working with because they've had a, such a great experience they'll also be referring you to other people they know because they've had such a great time with you so it's it's important for those things and especially as i would say in this current climate because like it's it's it's, it's difficult everyone's um what am I trying to say everyone's uh, like just a little bit like a bit more like wary of where they spend their money and if they've been given a really good recommendation of somebody they trust then that's going to be like a, a big difference I think does that make sense <laughs> yes that makes total sense and I think um 
you know referrals and people saying oh I worked with this person and it was really good are, are so powerful like mm. if my friend says to me oh you really need to read this book it's so good I'm like I've bought it before she's finished her sentence because I trust her judgment and mm. so it makes sense right but where would you start if you were a service provider for example listening to this thinking okay great but like where do I begin do I need a system do I need to like, like where do I start yeah, that's, I think that's the overwhelming bit. You're like, well, where, where, do, where do I begin? Um, and I think what I always say is simple is better. You don't need all the bells and whistles um, at all for it to be. You don't need this big like CRM or anything like that to have a great client experience. It can just be really stripped back and, and basic. I would say to start out, it would be going through that beginning, middle and end bit going like, what, how, how do I want? Um, what do I need to include in the welcome email? Like, what do they need to know about the service that's coming up? When are they going to get billed? All that kind of thing, like the basic of, of, of what they need to know about that. And then it really plotting out what do they need to know during the middle of the service, like the practicalities. And then would you like to get, get like feedback at the end? So there is very basic things like that. And if you know what your service entails, obviously it's a bit trickier if you're only just launching something and you don't really have much of a clue until you've kind of <laughs> worked it a few times how it will pan out. But if you've got a little bit of a map going, that really helps. And I'd say the other big thing, and probably this is works in harmony with it as well, is <laughs> to really consider the feeling you want to create for your, well, each and every client that you work with, and then how you can work that into these practicalities that I've just mentioned. So do you want them to feel excited? Do you want them to feel confident? Do you want them to feel supported at each stage of the journey? And then how can you kind of make them feel that way? Would that be a case of perhaps sending a welcome video instead of doing it via email? Or would it be including some personal, a bit more personalization? So would it be checking in with them via voice note rather than just sending them a quick email? Like there's lots of little, like it's, it's oftentimes it's just little, little things and it doesn't have to be setting up a whole funnel or flow on a, a big system with loads of templates mapping out things at certain points. You can just have these basic steps and inject that feeling behind it, which is often just comes from probably using your voice a bit more than you think rather than email that makes complete sense and I think um we've all had those experiences where we've I don't know whether it's hiring a person or whether it's going to a coffee shop or something like that where there have been a standout it's been a standout experience that you do talk about you go and tell your friends and you talk about it you know years further down the line like oh do you remember that time we went there and it was really good and and there's also those experiences that are the total opposite, right? Where you're like, oh my gosh, I felt like I wasn't valued. I felt like it was so transactional. I just wanted my money and all those things. Mm. And so I think it's really important to try and be like really exceptional with your, with everything, not just I'm excited to get a client. And so I want to do really great marketing and get people through the door. Mm. But when they're through the door, I also want it to still be exceptional. Exactly. And I think part of that is, the relationship that you build that's why I'm like bang on about like the feeling type side of things because yes it's like it's great that they they know all these practical things but really they want to know that you care that you're not like you say that they're not just a number that you're not you don't just want their money that you actually care about the results that your service or your product is gonna gonna give them because they, that's that's why they've invested in you they probably decided to work with you uh, either off a recommendation of somebody else or because they followed you for a while and they like like your vibe so if they if you suddenly turn around and have an experience that's completely different to what comes across online 
then there's that that disconnect and i think you do probably remember um actually I've, I've, I did a post about this recently, but based on my own experiences, because as you can imagine, I'm quite picky when it comes to having uh, customer service experiences. I, I will like, I, I'm the first to like highlight like stuff when I go out to a restaurant or with friends or anything. I'm probably a nightmare, but um, I did some like online shopping over Christmas and I'd ordered, like I, I like I really liked the way that this small business had gone about like their their welcome email saying like, look, if it doesn't arrive, there's X, this, we can do this, this and this. And it was a really nice tone and stuff like that. Um, but, so that was a great welcome. That was a great beginning. But then later down the line, it still hadn't arrived like three weeks later. And I was like, yeah, it's Royal Mail. There's obviously some kind of issue, but can you give me a bit more information please? And um, I sent them an email. I've still not had a reply back to that email. So I think, yes, I had, like it was a great product and it did eventually arrive. Um, but I think even, they had, even though I had such a great like welcome or beginning part of the journey, that doesn't necessarily make up, like I'm still got a negative taste, in, like a bit of taste in my mouth because yes, it was great at the beginning, but all the rest still matters. So it's, it's about connecting it all as well. Yeah, so true. And I think some of this actually, and I think maybe one of the hardest things that I have seen my clients and also myself experience with this is that it requires a lot of accountability and actually acknowledging my business is not the best it can be. Because yes, yes. You, you like none of us like that, right? It's not a nice feeling when you think, oh, I didn't do that very well, or this client didn't feel loved or valued. Like it's not a nice thing to admit that. But if you want to have a really, really good experience that is super memorable, you almost need to take a minute and be like, okay, where am I not 10 out of 10 right now? And really being able to acknowledge those things without sort of beating yourself up about it and taking it personally. Because if you always go through in your business and think, oh, I'm great, like I, my clients feel great and I've never even asked them like how are you going to get better you know yeah for sure like I, I, I 100% agree with that that's the tricky bit as a business and you're like oh like it's a bit like like look like you say looking at yourself and thinking yeah this this like admitting that things could be better but I suppose like if you're in the the mindset of continuous improvement anyway it just feels that bit more um loaded with friction because you're like oh I'm almost feels like you're having to start again with something but if you want to improve it then quite often like when I've chatted to clients like it is like these really small tweaks in places they might not necessarily think when I sit down and go through what they already do and what like the beginning middle and end or even just part of it then it is just these and because I think that's part of the the kind of fear maybe as well is that you're going to have to do a complete overhaul of absolutely everything a lot of the time yes things could be it might be an eight out of ten but it won't actually take that much to make it a 10 out of 10 it's just these little things little tweaks in the right places that have a massive impact and most of the time it's either injecting more of your personality or just doing things in a way that where you're gonna make sure you create this feeling that you want with your client whether that's like confidence supported or whether you just want them to feel like they're a really good friend so um yeah i am um, I, I love this conversation so much and i think it really needs to be had and um i think it's also about like <laughs> remembering that just because you run your business you obviously know everything and you know yourself and you know how you're trying to come across and all these things but your client doesn't necessarily know everything that you know and just mm -hmm. being able to put yourself in their shoes for a minute because 
like just as an example I hired somebody last year and um they sent me the contract over sent me the invoice I signed the contract paid the Mm. invoice and then didn't hear anything for about a month and I followed up and I was like hey just wondering like when I can expect some work back right and they were like oh we didn't even realize that you'd signed or paid Mm. and for them I think it was just like a a small comment like oh sorry well she didn't say sorry but she just was acknowledging oh we didn't even realize but for me I was like well are you does that mean that you're like overworked if you've not even noticed me or I've just put like a lot of money and effort into working Mm. with you and you've not even realized that I have like it just left me feeling really Mm. off but that person probably didn't even realize that they had done anything to make me feel that way yeah I think it's all about like like you yourself based on your own experiences and I suppose like your experiences and probably like your previous employment experience to some extent where you've worked before have come to an interaction or relationship with a certain expectation and that like it's accepting that they're it's gonna it's gonna be different like clearly <laughs> that um that person that service provider had a very different idea of, of of what that was to you and I think yeah it's accepting that and thinking well what would if we were thinking about somebody who was like absolutely obsessed with like like me kind of experience what would they what would they expect from a really great welcome and a really great just experience in general um because I think yeah it can be a flippant thing of like oh like like I didn't realize that was a thing I think a lot of like I chat about this quite a lot on my Instagram as well actually like chatting about certain expectations really early doors as well it's like I'm a big advocate for um everyone having um an an auto response on their uh, email but set up all the time so it just goes out like continuously to set expectations of like when you can hear back from them like where other people where can people can reach you whilst they're waiting and why you might be away from the inbox and that you're like looking forward to just connecting with them further because i think that's that's that can solve so many issues just straight off the back because if it then for example, in your situation, you would know, oh, right, like their admin days are like a Thursday and it's, it's today's Monday, so they might not get back to me for a few days. Like there's there's that kind of thing as well. But it does kind of taking it back to what we were originally saying, it does come back to <laughs> probably your experience and you probably do have to um, accept that people are at different stages and, and levels with it, for sure. I'm interrupting my own episode today very quickly just to give you a podcast exclusive offer as a thank you for being here and for listening and for just being amazing. Um, So I have put together five templates that are email templates for difficult client conversations. So things like um, wanting to raise your prices and thinking how on earth do I communicate that without losing all of my clients but still being assertive. Um, Implementing your boundaries. So maybe your clients are pushing boundaries or you've never communicated them and you really want to communicate with them that they need to respect your boundaries going forward so that you can do your job and not be overwhelmed but you don't know how to communicate that. Um, The others are asking for feedback, making a change to something. So maybe you want to use a new system or new client communication. Basically there are five plug and play email templates for those difficult client conversations that I have written out for you. All you need to do is download them, copy and paste them into an email, fill in the bits that are highlighted yellow so that you can put your own information in, send it away and it is done. No more stressing, no more panicking about how difficult it is to step into your CEO and communicate those messages. I have done hard work for you. So these are gonna be for sale in an email funnel behind the scenes for 25 pound. But for those of you listening, they are 9.99. So all you need to do is DM me on Instagram at virtually done or send me an email at hello at virtually done.co. Say podcast templates, and I will send them to you for nine ninety nine. If I was gonna 
take all this information and try and have a look at how I could improve like tomorrow what would you say are the three things that I need to be looking at doing oh <laughs> put you on the spot <laughs> yeah to put me on the spot uh three things like I suppose they're all, they're all a bit they're all like I suppose linked together so let me like try and figure this out in my head so I can speak a bit more coherently than what's going in my head now um so I would say what I've been banging on about already through our chat about the feeling you get like you've got to know how you want your um plant to feel um so that that all blends in with like what your mission is as a business owner what your values are as a business owner how that all links up if you've not done that work before then that obviously needs to happen you need to know all of that to be able to think well this is me coming across as a brand like how how do I want that to translate into my experience so definitely decide how you want your your client to feel and then that helps with everything else as you go through so for example i like my clients to feel like basically uh like they're having like when we work together that they're having a chat with a friend and like everything every interaction with me is friendly and informal and i use a lot of slang obviously i've got a fairly strong accent as well so it's like everything kind of fits together like that um my second tip would be to um, inject your personality or personalization as a whole. So there's two sides to that. Like I've just said, inject your personality into everything. So for me, I don't start um, my my email autumn response doesn't go dear <laughs> or anything like that. It's like, hi, yeah, that's that's how I would say. And I sign off with take care because that's how I would end a conversation with somebody in person. I wouldn't just turn around and say bye to one of my friends in person and go kind regards. I could do that. It's not, <laughs> it's not me. And it doesn't link in with my brand because when you meet me as a person, for example, I was at a networking event yesterday. I'm, I'm like very like relaxed and like all that kind of thing. I, I don't come across as like a, a formal person. Like I'm not corporate type my business isn't along those lines so it wouldn't make sense for me to say any of that I also write things as I as I speak and sometimes that means shortening words so instead of because cause um definitely to defo all those type of things like that is my brand so injecting your personality so that can come across in um like your email auto response like I've been talking about or any like templated bits that you might send out like the, the welcome introduction or any key dates that they might need to know about or sending invoices and all that kind of thing just working your personality into it so they actually feel like they're dealing with the person that they've they perhaps seen online or they've been recommended about and then the other side is to actually personalize if you've got any like personalize your communication so whether that's email or if you're doing things via video or audio actually injecting a, a bit about what you know about the your client already so you will have probably had a discovery call or connection call at some point if you're a service-based business so just injecting what you already know like even that can just be one sentence into an email or into a voice note going oh, it was great to talk about xyz I'd love to go into this further, blah, 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 blah. Like it just so that you, they feel like actually they've listened to me. Like they know what my issues are. They know where I'm at. Like it's, there's that. So that injecting those bits of personalization across all of the experience. And then the final thing. Okay. And the third point would be um, communication. And that also links in with boundaries. So I think those two go hand in hand and it can be really, quite easy to set expectations so 
setting expectations is a big part of communication set expectations of when you're available of what to expect from the service all those kind of things and then allowing the communication to be open within the boundaries that you set and that's that's a big thing because i think a lot of if you're if you want to be 10 out of 10 with what you're doing and you want to be really give the best service ever like i've just um had a session with a client and she was like oh well i let the client choose when we have the voxer check-in and then she was saying that she was really scattered and it what perhaps wasn't they weren't getting the best of her because she was trying to fit it in about all these other things i was like well why don't you just stick to having one week where you where you do the voxer checks in check-ins and then they've got your full attention so it, it's that kind of thing communi communication and just being like setting setting the expectations with it initially and then being open to it and not being scared of like potentially a little bit of negative feedback along the way well not that you would get negative feedback but it's just being open to them um just an open line of communication even if somebody's saying well i'm having difficulty with this if they're accessing something on your program like all that kind of thing that's probably more what i'm, I'm getting at rather than than actually complaining it's just them coming to you with with perhaps things that they need help with yeah these are, are such good points and i think there's so many things for people to take away from that even just things that are not necessarily like big jobs you know you're not asking yeah. people to like start huge processes and dedicate loads and loads of time it's like little tweaks that are gonna yeah. i think i think sometimes it's the little tweaks that push you to like exceptional you know it's not yeah. about being amazingly better and doing all these new things it's like how can you take what you've got and just make it like one percent better ten percent better because mm if that 1% is more than what everyone else is doing, then already you're exceptional and you're gonna stand out. Um, so I love this so much. My final question is just, I love to hear about people's journeys. So I would love a sort of short walkthrough yeah. of how you, firstly, how you got into business in the first place. And then you said you were a VA. So how you got from VA to here, like what has that journey looked like for you? Of course. Um... Yeah, I'll try and keep this. I'm, I can be one for like rambling a little bit. Like <laughs> my clients know this because they get a, like a full like day review a little bit when I when I message them. Um, but that's why that's why they work with me. They like all that kind of chat. Um, anyway, so um, my my journey. So I suppose if we take it back to um, pre me being self-employed was I have worked for um, in customer service or customer facing roles since I was like 15, no, maybe older, 18, something like that. So like a long time, I'm in my mid thirties now, so it's quite a long time. Um, and from that, like I've, al I've always like known great service and actually my last job before I got into self-employment was actually teaching um, five-star service at a, a, a very well-known um, hotel brand. So that's kind of where I was at. Like the reason why I got it to be self-employed is because um, I worked in the hospitality industry. I've just mentioned I worked at the hotel. In the pandemic, that wasn't so great. So um, I, I ended up taking voluntary redundancy and I probably would have been made, I actually would have made redundant a couple of months later if I hadn't taken the leap anyway. So I was glad that I did. Um, and it was like like we said at the beginning i was just like what can i do with the skills that i have and i hadn't really thought about i hadn't really thought through like what my options would be i just knew that i needed money now because like it was at a point in summer 2020 when there was so like so much competition for jobs 
everything that I was applying for I was being told that I was overqualified like even like ad, just admin work so I was like right like I've had like written down a vision board of like how I want my perfect day to be and I was like it's basically I'm gonna have to work for myself so I was like right I'll just be a VA because I know how to do admin I can work well with people let's just crack on and see how we go with that so um fast forward so that was would have been that started in summer 2020 fast forward to like springtime 2021 uh I had just fallen pregnant uh, with my first child and I was fully booked and I actually had started having um I still got a small associate team as well though they I may be pivoting what I do personally but I still have a, a small team that work with me on our clients I'm not just going to suddenly be in clients that we've built a great relationship with so I, like, that's when all that all started and then uh, I went on maternity leave in November uh, 2021 oh yeah I was going to say last year but it's not um November 2021 <laughs> Uh, and I'd kind of, I knew that I wanted to, so my, my little boy was born in the beginning of December 2021. Um, and then I started work in the, the springtime in April, well, actually it was March 2022. So I didn't really have much of maternity leave. When you're self-employed, uh, anyone, any mums that are self-employed will know that their maternity allowance isn't great. So um I like I knew that I had to come back it became very it came, became clear very quickly that obviously you trying to I've like couldn't afford childcare or nursery at that point so I was juggling my son who was very young um, and working so <laughs> working with clients um like uh, around his naps so and I still do that so it became very clear that was getting difficult and I had to kind of pair back what I was doing like a lot compared to um what I did like pre-baby like a lot of my work was with my team rather than with me like I was working like five hours a week and that's on that side of things that's still where it's at so um but I knew that so it's that side of the practical thing is like I can't keep this up forever there is free childcare once you get to a certain age but I, I also I wanted the best of both I knew that I was the part of the reason why I wanted had this like dream list of how I wanted my, my work to feel like back in 2020 was to have the flexibility when I had a, a family to be able to be there for my child and see like watch everything and, and just like be really present in their life so I, I wanted that and I knew it wasn't necessarily going to be working that way if I continued being a VA because most VAs charge by the hour and it's only so many hours in a day and I just like I didn't have the hours anymore also I've got this big passion for hopefully it's come across today a big passion for like customer experience and really these tweaks that we've talked about like it's it's oftentimes if you've not if you've not from the if you've not had experience in the customer service or client experience world and you don't really you don't know you know you don't know what you don't know you don't know how the big impact that these little things can have and I think I wanted to be able to have a big impact with people like me who have this, the smaller business that have, they're running it for the families and, and be able to show them how they can make these changes and have such a big difference with that within their lives and their businesses so they can have more freedom on all these things that I want as well so I wanted to be able to have impact on a different level and perhaps a bigger level with people that I was working with and and, and, and small perhaps smaller businesses than that I was working with before because I wouldn't like like I say people similar to me who've like who've just perhaps wanting to grow and like, like yeah that kind of thing so that's that's when I decided to pivot it's because I'm working around my son it's taken a little bit of a while to kind of figure things out and have the time and headspace 
um because sleep deprivation is very real it's happened this week and he's like never stopped it never stops like there's always something that's happening with them but it's also forced me to be very productive with the time that i do have so um yeah it's it's pivoted i've changed my business name um and like it's i like i've i've had i've worked with a couple of clients now and i'm like it's it's become very clear like this this is what i'm i'm meant to do like i feel very passionate about it and it's not that i wasn't any good at the va stuff i didn't enjoy it it's just i think when you when you know that you're passionate about something it just it comes across um hopefully that wasn't too much of a ramble no it's so interesting i think to just see where like how people got where they are I just find it so fascinating and I think there's always such a journey and it's always such a learning experience and um I, I truly believe you don't end up where you started and so yeah. I really love when like it's great that you do the work that you do now but I'm always really nosy and be like how, how did you get here um mm. thank you so much for all of this I think people are going to find it so helpful um where can people come and find you if they want to speak to you or learn more or want to hire you like where are you hanging out um, well, thank you very much for having me. Um, so I hang hang out mainly on Instagram. Well, I that that is the main place to get hold of me. Um, I do have an email as well. Um, but like my Instagram is at and so the journey begins co. So that's where you can predominantly find me. Um, or it's at the same on email and then at gmail.com at the end. So um, that's the best way to get in touch with me or to find out more or just to see what I'm about. Because as you can imagine, I've I, there's, you can learn a lot more about me and my personality and things like that on um, over on Instagram as well. Amazing. I will put all of the links to all the things in the show notes so people can mm -hmm. come and find you. And yeah, thank you so much for, for walking us through everything. Thank you.